You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. I'm back. Yeah. How was your week off? It was full of writing deadlines. Thank you so much to Laura for taking over for me at the 11th hour, almost literally. Oh, yeah. Like, like as I was getting in the car to come over and record, it's like, hey, guess what? I was, it was about, I'd been writing for two hours and I didn't end up going to bed until like one o'clock. So you, you really needed that. I light. really needed it and I really didn't think I was gonna. But how's the thing? How's what thing? How, the thing you wrote? How's well, the I, thing? I finished it. Good. It's fine. And, it's but a like, play. is it it's good? The, the first draft. I how think much is... do you? How much do you hate it? Because that's the metric of judging your own work. How much do you hate it? I haven't looked at it since I wrote it, so yeah. I don't know how much I hate it. I am certainly resigned to it at this juncture. <laughs> is it a secret play? It's not or a secret play. Or can I play. ask about? Your... So, um, I, I'm asking for real gang because I didn't see chloe last week and so i couldn't ask this stuff that's true you did see me yesterday but you didn't ask me um vera uh, so virago not virago nation but mm-hmm. virago play series which mm. have the same name mysteriously even though they're not related um uh invested in three local playwrights of whom i am one and i'm writing a play for them and it's about two uh, sisters who are I accidentally made a Chekhov reference in the title without realizing it. I forgot there was a play called Three Sisters by <laughs> Chekhov, and my play is called Two Sisters. Um, when's that happening? Because uh, it's for a reading series, right? Yeah, there's now I'm glomming on to the context. Yeah, there's two, the there's two uh readings this year, and there's a full production next year. Yay, yeah, should be good. Mm-hmm. If any of the good. gang are in Vancouver. Yeah, come check it out. Come check mm-hmm. it out. Two Sisters, Virago Play Series, not Virago Nation. Virago Nation is also great. Virago Nation is an all-Indigenous burlesque troupe who I saw perform um, last week. On and Thursday? they're also going to be um, that, they're also sh- going to be at Talking Stick. I, I missed that show on Thursday, very regretfully. Yes. Which is thus the... Yeah. Yeah. So that's our lives. How are you, gang? You um still Riverdaling with us? Still, still on the murder train? Still on the murder train. Um, a friend <laughs> of mine and Ryan's um posted as a status a couple of mm. weeks ago. Riverdale, you have no chill. Yep. In this episode, all no chill, chill has been like had gasoline poured over it and lit. No chill remains in Riverdale. Strictly speaking, it was lie that they poured all over their chill. Oh, yeah, also that. (laughs) Tooth-dissolving lie. chill does not even have teeth left. Oh, boy. Or will not even have teeth left. No Um, chill. Remember when I was like, yeah, let's focus on these interpersonal dynamics and, like, have a more intimate, realistic um, half-season? Well, careful what you ask for. (laughs) Interpersonal dynamics can go real bad. There were definitely a couple of twists in this episode that I wasn't expecting. I thought it was a, an excellently constructed episode. Yeah. Uh, it really drew me in. There was some great creative cinematography. There were some not quite not quite point of view shots, but like shots that were with a character in a in a way that really demonstrated the emotion well. Yeah. And very creative ways. Um it felt very well paced. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. there was a steady flow of build and reveal. 
Um, there and was, there was plenty whole... of Bughead, which I liked. <laughs> You're going to go on. Bughead for logistical plot reasons, too. Yeah, and not mm-hmm. just Bughead for the sake of having two hot people in close proximity to each other. By the way... Also fine. I so appreciated that you and Laura thought I was both the Jughead and Betty <laughs> <laughs> last week. <laughs> it, I was so it's, touched. It's high compliments. <laughs> I was so touched. Anyway. Um... In a world without Archie. In a world without Archie. Um, yeah, some really interesting stuff happens in this episode. Yeah. I feel like we finally saw the full power that is Veronica Lodge. Mm-hmm. And the full power of other lodges. Yeah. And, wow. Some good stuff happened in this episode. I'm interested, but I'm I'm at the point where I this show has, like, left the train rails mm. in such a profound way. And I wonder if they can recover. I Where do we go from here? I, I, I think, don't know. I think they're very intentionally and aggressively off the rails at this point. That feels like a conscious decision. Yeah, um, I guess so. This is the episode that made me stop and think for just a moment in that, you know, like, out of time, out of space kind of a realization of like, this is... Archie Comics? Yeah, I and feel that. This yes. is this is the new reality that Archie Comics will be known by? Yeah. This. Yeah. <gasps> by the way, I got outed at work as someone who podcasts about Riverdale. <laughs> One of my coworkers who has me on Facebook listened to it and brought it up at the lunch table. All the things to be outed about at work, that's yeah. <laughs> one of the more exciting ones. And um, my coworker said that the Archie Comic graphic novel... Mm. is apparently beautiful and like really like well constructed and well drawn and the characters are really interesting like the really recent one yeah it's like like more contemporary style of art yeah i don't i don't Mm. know much about it i don't know if it's like the comic that i have that i got for christmas or Mm. if he's talking about like a graphic novel it's tricky because there's there's so many choices (laughs) um so yeah i don't Anyway, so I thought that was cool. That was sort of a neat tidbit about the newer mm. iterations of Archie that I didn't know. Yeah. But I agree that that like the show at any rate is in a is in a different universe literally mm. than the old Archie comics. This episode did get me thinking that um that universe might might just be consistent enough. I was I've been on I've been on the edge about that whether it's consistent and contained and and um engage enough to last. You know, I've, I've been thinking a little bit about, because uh, we were talking about some, like, organizational logistical strategies around this podcast, about, like, well, what's season three going to look like yeah. in the back of my mind? And there's this lingering question of, like, what if season three, like, continues to spin off the rails Glee style? But this episode did give <laughs> me some hope that they're they're doing something contained and creative and planned and focused with this, uh, as over-the-top as it all is, I'm just we not- say ominously. I guess I'm just not interested in seeing this show turn into, like, a crime drama, which is where it is now. Today was very How to Get Away with Murder, which is no surprise for any of you who saw the last clip in the last episode about their murder. It's a show I love, Mm -hmm. but... Sorry, I'm yawning away because it's late. We're recording this late, but, um... (laughs) Anyway, yeah. With that, maybe we should just jump in. What do you think? I think so. Okay. So we, um, Let's headphones up. How was your up? week, Ryan? You asked me about my week. How was your week? I think I slept a lot, I think. 
I don't know. It's been a vaguely disorienting week. <laughs> it's it's always disorienting when I work a night shift at any point in the week because my sleep is all over the place uh, when that happens. Right. I usually work overnight shifts, and um, that's not good for the brain, kids. Mm. That's a that's a young man's gig, and I burnt all my youth doing overnight shifts. <laughs> ah. Ryan is a very good person who has a very important job, uh, working. Am I right? Working in assisted living, and sometimes that means being in houses overnight with people who need assistance. And I think it's very good of him to do so. Maybe that sounds patronizing to the people that you're caring for. I don't care. It's still important work. Let's watch Riverdale. Into Riverdale, and joining in with us. Anyone listening? Counting in three. To Netflix sound Badoom Previously on Riverdale Oh yeah We just like didn't deal with that Any of the colonialism eh? The yeah, colonialism is on the back burner dropped off the map I have faith we'll get back to it I feel like we've had two episodes Without a lot of Cheryl Without a lot of Tony I feel like they're percolating in the background I sure hope so I'm banking on it in fact I will make that not just a prediction, but an aspiration for this show. Yeah. To give us some good, good Tony Cheryl times. However also, they want to combine that. Also, they've definitely, like, just thrown out Jughead being asexual. I was hoping they'd do it, but they did yep. not do it. Likewise disappointed. So here's... Now we're on the next train. Here's... Alice Cooper's Alice crisis being... management. Yeah, but Alice trying so hard to, like lie to yeah. her daughter except not oh he he attacked me well he didn't mm-hmm. we're cleaning this up no you're not yes we are <laughs> alice failing really badly mm-hmm. unfortunately at lying to her daughter um i mean how many times have you had to clean up a dead body i'm hoping the answer is zero don't tell me if it's at least like one. moose and deer yeah <laughs> well yeah fair enough but like <laughs> i feel like when it's your own species you must like stop yeah. thinking yeah, Alice is at least as shocked and traumatized by than as Betty is. Yeah, in this sequence, um, that is giving a really lovely weight to Betty's emotional state, with the the visuals, with the camera, um, even just having her standing there crying. Right, mm. she didn't kick into "let's get it done" mode. Um, I like that they they treated this as heavy. As what? Sorry? As heavy. As heavy, yeah. And um, as much as, you know, whatever is up with Chick here is... Again, I'm real disappointed that it looks like both of our sex work characters are conniving and not yeah, sympathetic. Yeah, I'm annoyed by that. I'm... There's Agent Adams, we find out the truth. One of the truths that we kicked around earlier when he arrived. Yes, the, the theory about Agent Adams, the... Which theory stands pops yeah. up a little later tonight. Also explaining why the federal agents just, like, kicking some drums around. That just feels like weird behavior for a federal agent, but I don't know any federal agents offhand. So, I don't know any maybe federal that's agents normal either. intimidation? I know someone tactics? who knows a federal agent. Well, if you can get them to ask if they've ever shook down an informant by breaking their instruments. I would be surprised and startled. Yeah, same. The person I know, drama. the person I've never met who I know by proxy, I have an Airdish number of two from this person. Hmm? Uh, this person takes oh, down, like, I'll explain after. Like um, a vacant number? but Yeah. Airdish okay. was a famous mathematician. Every mathematician has an Airdish number. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, sorry. 
Um, <laughs> we got distracted anyway, again because I, Hal Cooper was on screen. It doesn't matter about the FBI screen. agent. I kind of don't actually know. <laughs> Hal Cooper is here. We don't want him to be here. Mm-hmm. We never want him to be here. What is happening? You suddenly understand Betty's taste in sweaters when you see Alice Cooper's sweater <laughs> in this scene. She comes by it, honestly. I like I like Betty's sweaters in general. It's definitely part of her iconic look. Oh, yeah. Betty's sweaters are iconic and above reproach. Now, go away, Hal. Go away, oh, Hal. Bye. Go away, Hal. Go away, Hal. Just keep going. Just keep going farther. Yes, all the oh, way to the south side, Hal. Jughead calls her because they've just had sex, and he's like, I feel I have some feelings. And she's like, oh. She's like, I can't deal with this right now. Oh, he called to say I love you. Oh, I love you. I gotta go. Brutal. Yeah, but seriously brutal. Oh, Jughead's face. Oh. <laughs> I love that they're, like, giving the boys feelings about sex in this it's good. adolescent it's show. It is healthy, I agree. I also like that, yeah, we'll talk more about boys and feelings later. Will we? Oh. All right. Probably, if I remember to. It's relevant to this, not boys me. Not my life. Just, well, I mean, just yeah, Riverdale's yeah. life. So... This used to be my secret place as a little girl. Oh, Alice Cooper. Like four out of ten on the on the murder coping here. They mm-hmm. did they did a good good clean. They got that body somewhere isolated. But like four out of ten. Sloppy. Open air. That's gonna smell. Yeah. It's gonna dry animals. Some coyote's gonna just drag an arm out. Sloppy, Alice. I do like the like implied uh hypocrisy of Hal Cooper there like being so offended by his sex worker son <laughs> while engaging with a sex worker. Yep. Yes. That is a very well done moment in the arc of Hal Cooper. Oh. In the decline of Hal Cooper. Oh, and then like that plan. Jug uh, had acted Jug head. You sent the head. Jug the head. You jugged the head. <laughs> you jugged it. You jugged it up. I don't J- think we can interpret how the delivery of that head is blah, 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 declaration. <laughs> I love Such Veronica's solution England. in here is to be like, I ran a mun in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to be a diplomat. It, I've been to a mun. They're a disaster. <laughs> it does definitely like clue us into the scale of of realness that Veronica thinks this is at. Right? Yeah. Like, Veronica's ready to mediate this, um, like, as conniving and scheming and brilliant as Veronica's getting, she's still playing the kid gloves, gloves version yeah. of this family and game. and she also thinks that it's all manageable, you know? Yeah. It'll it's all be fine. fixable if we just work hard. I do wonder how much of that is her playing the game of her parents and how much is her actually trying to play her parents' yeah. game, you know? And the, dis- and the distinction between the two. Here's some lovely, lovely camera work. Yeah, and this apple, like the really forbidden tight fruit. Focus. Don't eat, don't eat the from the tree of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just scrub the fruit clean. Oh man, yep. the the type this of obsessiveness actor is so like. I really hope this actor has a career ahead of her because like watching her deal with these apples right now is a good moment. I feel. I'm excited to see whatever kind of like rubbishy C-level movies she winds up taking in off-seasons as her clout builds, if they get, you know, like, she's... Yeah. That's sort of the I TV want to see her do something else, because she's so good at this role, I would love to see her yeah. have the opportunity to do other things. 
Yeah, sorry. We're I'm... as tired as Betty right now. And that spectacular shot yeah, of that was lights go down, the, lights the go up. The beam of light coming through the window here. That It perfectly captured that sense of, I just closed my eyes. Have I even slept? Yeah. From those really, the really disorienting sort of night. Oh, yeah. And all this, like, normalcy, like, very sympathetic pale light. <sighs> that, like, chick is silently rolling with. Chick is so weirdly silent through all of this, yeah. right? Um, and letting this game play out in this Alice Cooper-led yeah. facade. Oh, yeah. man. Ooh. More like tight, that cereal and shots. that gross milk noise and the blood. Ooh. Yeah. This is awesome. It's nice to see a show give so much weight and space to there's been a murder, a murder's yeah. adjacent, and these characters are not just incidentally uh having dealing with this trauma this um serious terror but the focus in the show is all about that terror and that experience and that coping right now in a way that i i don't usually see in straight crime dramas Whew. right like i think also, we're continuity still there's no cereal on the floor but anyway boo continuity sloppy oh you're right and she sure didn't stop and clean it up she actually, she walked right through it. <laughs> uh, well, there's the bizarre building tension of this particular episode. Here's the Vancouver rain. Yeah. Very... I wonder how long ago this was filmed. Like two, three months? <laughs> yesterday. No. <laughs> it was raining yesterday. It's been raining all year, Chloe. You Th- felt we were moving too fast. Oh my god. Oh. How long have you been dating? It was time to have sex. Betty realizes, oh no, there's normal issues at play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's still normalcy occurring. My boyfriend just like wants to know that like he enjoyed, we en- I enjoyed it as much as he did. Mm-hmm. But uh, B- Betty's holding it together. It's good. Well done, Betty. Yeah. Soothed ego. Actually, that wasn't really ego from Jughead. That was like... That was just sensitivity. Yeah, that was sensitivity. That was not ego. Bless his heart. And then, over in Archie land, where things are terrifying. Also terrifying. Yeah. What if I had to pick? Would I rather have no an big. FBI just agent a, put in... Just a little turf war between the Jones and the Lodges. Just a little just, turf war. Just a little war. turf war. It's a teeny turf war. This is... Betty and Archie are like, I don't want to be in the middle of my partner's <laughs> drama. I don't want... This is, this is just four people, super tense, and not wanting to be in this room. And then yeah. Kevin pops in with, like, guys, gossip! Oh, Kevin. Yeah, and everyone's like, who's dead body? Which dead body? <laughs> Which, <laughs> my dead body? My, mine? No, another one. And Jughead ah. is just like, I'm so over all these dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> My, um, beans splattered all over the day. We get it. Oh, Kevin, it. darling. <laughs> just just stay <laughs> above all of this. I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> Betty pukes on her collar. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl is nice. Yeah, because Cheryl thinks it's so with bulimia. <laughs> Uh, see, my read was, my read, I don't know, I, uh, yeah, this could definitely be, That's this what, could be like, a bulimia assumption. I, yeah. My read was just like, oh my gosh, you're so stressed out. 
but no, no, one or the other. I just have like this is girl high school dynamics. Girl thing. high school dynamics. You hear okay. someone puking in the bathroom. You think they're probably bulimic. Unfortunately, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did puking mean in the boys' washroom? Hungover. Oh, I guess it could be hungover. That's true. I never heard anyone puking in the. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't recall a lot of puking in my high school. I wasn't super att- in, uh, attentive to. <laughs> and meanwhile, what do we think of Veronica and Archie as a relationship? I don't know. Like they're the emotional center of the relationship. You know, it was a big focus last episode, but um, yeah, I don't know. They're I'm... they're very good at acting out being a couple, but I don't like. Yeah. No, I don't feel it. I feel like they're both so in- engaged right now in acting, being a happy couple, because they're both lying to each other, mm-hmm. and they're both playing that things are fine. Yeah. That, that that's an interesting layer of falsity. Yeah. That I I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy Bughead, but I'm not attracted to both halves of Archonica mm. or whatever their <laughs> couple name is. Varchi. 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 Ugh. Yeah, Varchi? Ver- no. If we go with Ronnie instead of Veronica, there's still no no good portmanu. Ar- Ar- Arnie, Arnie? No, mm. Arnie, it's better. Yeah, Ar- so- Arnie sounds like that short, that like the short order cook from the local diner who everyone sort of thinks is a little weird. Arnie does not yeah, sound like a sexy uh, teen romp pairing name. Well, neither does Bughead. There's there's something grunge about Bughead. Is there? There's something just a little grunge about um, Bughead. One thing I love about um, the stuff with Agent Adams in mm. this episode is that it amps and amps and it gets more, like, comical and more, like, mm-hmm. fedora and the trench coat and him showing up and later in the episode. All the trappings of, like, yeah. a McCarthy-era spook are coming up in the play. <laughs> uh, yeah, I quite agree. It's, um... It gets amped and then yanked, yeah. which I kind of like. Uh, but they had to do that in this episode. Yeah. Dial it up to 11. Yeah. Um, because that's not sustainable fiction, I I would say. Yeah. Um, that's either going to... That's going to go, like, one of two ways if it if it's actually the FBI. I will say, the show has done a pretty good job since early in the first season at, like, framing its camp isolating its camp, and giving believable context for the camp. Things like Pop Steiner mm. is, like, accepted as kind of a, a weird vintage location that's going out of business for reasons. There, um, Things like the, the costuming flashback from last season. Isolated and controlled kitsch, um, mm. I think, is very artfully handled by this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, amongst the many things that are chaotically spinning out of control, at least the kitsch is... Reasonably in check. Yeah. Now we have Betty sleuthing her own murder accomplicing. Oh boy. Don't she's, go back to the body. She's really not used to being on this end of things, is she? But apparently that's a, a normal feature of committing murder or being an accessory to murder is that you do... Just, it irks you so much mm, you go back and look at the body. That you know, just makes sense. Like, yeah. I, I will frequently unlock my house and go back in to make sure I turn the stove off. How much more paranoid would I get if the stove was a rotting corpse that I was implicated in the... Right? Death of... This is one of the many reasons I could never commit murder. 
just be so bad at it. Yeah, I would be genuinely <laughs> bad at it. You'd be so stressed out if you were in a murder, Chloe. It would... It, I couldn't do if, it. If not for the horror <laughs> of the circumstance, it would be hilarious. Yeah. In, imagining your layer of no chill. Like, I would, like, honestly, if I killed someone in self-defense, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet and just literally bite the bullet, potentially, and call the cops and... If they blame me for the murder and say it wasn't in self-defense, I just have to accept those consequences. <laughs> like, that's who I am. <laughs> it's, you know, reasonable strategy. Yeah. Reasonable life strategy. Like, TV gives us a lot of context and circumstances of better to hide the body, but real life? Mm. Did you see that the name Jason was on there? Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Betty, so Betty's looking the through the, the secret phone. Yeah, I love this Harriet the Spy journal she has. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to figure it out. And her, like, she's taking the, the same approach to solving a murder that she does when it's not her murder. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this this is a Betty Cooper mystery now. Nerves of steel, this woman, mm-hmm. Betty Cooper. Really? What, watching it the second time, more Betty heavy than I realized, as far yeah. as the range Betty gets this episode. Oh, um, Veronica putting on her pearls. It's It's nice to see emotional vulnerability from a lead character who is so competent and capable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm liking this journey for Betty a lot more than I liked her Black Hood jam. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, um, it, it's just a different thing she's dealing with. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, the, her reactions in this scenario are so much more interesting and, um, I think unusual in... TV storytelling. Now back with the lodges, more lies. Yeah. Um, no one believes anyone ev- anymore in the lodge household. It yeah. seems. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. And I like. Does Veronica? No, no. She knows that he's lying. Oh, but she yes. wants to. That's a sad hug. That's a sad hug, and a direct cut. A direct cut to Betty's angry yeah. accusation, as if that were bubbling just under Veronica's mind. Yeah, I like also, that. Betty. Also, mm-hmm. I like. I just sorry. I'm distracted because I find it interesting that Betty turns on Chick. Yeah. On a dime. Yeah. Basically. Well, there's suddenly real concrete evidence that something is being unspoken. Right. Up till now, Chick's been. I love this. Rather Excuse honest me. with him. With her. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No one is buying the waterworks. I love yeah. that. Anyway. Interestingly, that felt like a very Alice Cooper move, to me. Yeah, it's but like, they're getting closer, these two characters. It's yeah, kind of fun. Really spectacular job building a mother and daughter where you can see that they are mother and daughter, yeah. right? Um, they they rub against each other in the wrong ways, in the same wrong ways. Like, they have the same sensitivities mm-hmm. and the same blind spots in a lot of ways. Yeah. And they both like Jonesmen. That's totally D- in the DNA, right? Attraction to, yeah. to hot yeah. gangster guys. Hey, here's Archie's hot, dog. Sorry. Gang? Gang. Yeah. We got a, gang and gangster. That's the differentiation? Sure. Good enough. <laughs> um, I have a thing to say. I don't remember. <laughs> God, this show is such drivel. I love it so much, but it is such drivel. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. But, such trouble. Well, this is a little meatier. This episode. Oh no, is a this is meatier. great, but every but it just has well, no define, chill. Define drivel. 
Oh God, it's all drivel. Find drivel. The world is drivel. I don't know. Um, I'm busy with the fact that Hiram Lodge and F.P. Jones are across the table from each other. Well, Hiram Lodge is sitting on that old 70s couch, sinking right in. Sure is. <laughs> um, really interesting, like, this is Veronica's problem solving. And this yeah. is as far as it goes. Did you notice that Jughead and FP are sitting together, but Veronica's not sitting with Hiram? Yep. I wonder if that's supposed to be symbolism. Well, she thinks she can moderate this scenario to I also love resolution. her, like, holier-than-thou feminism of, like, let's get the men to, like, work it out. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let the, to- the toxic masculinity sizzle a little. <laughs> yeah. And it'll all burn off. Like, like a flambe. Yeah. Like a flambe. <laughs> Because you can always light them on fire. I love that FP is, like, so proud of his son's uniform. Yep. Also, I love that Cheryl almost shoots Hal Cooper with a bow and arrow. You are all of us right now, Cheryl. <laughs> do it. Do it for I us, I know you Cheryl. don't, but do it. Do it. I see that gaze. Knock that arrow. You were a good shot, Cheryl. This is such a Cheryl um, yeah. hobby. I want her to, like, use that for skill for real at some point in this show. With those leather pants, and you know she put those leather pants on just to go archery shooting. Okay, so there's so many problems with this scene. Yeah. Like, Cheryl's guilty her mother ways. for being a sex worker, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... Her mother's around, defense. Her mom is like, he's not really a client, it's real. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with him being a client, for one thing. Yep. It doesn't make it any different that and he's I, not a client. I also don't like the way she talks about his wife, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, having known a couple of sex workers now, sex workers do not talk this way about their clients' wives. Right. Usually they're like, those poor women yeah. that, the, that what's-his-name goes home to, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is relevant in that it's not sex work, but an emotional affair. I yes. will say, her discounting of Alice is a bit of a different scenario here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I guess. Because it's not... And emotional. She's not emotionally separate from the situation. Yeah. She's bringing her bias. Also, how long have they been sleeping together? True. That is a question that emerged for me. Only a few days. Only since Pickens Day. I am not sold that that was a first off. I am not I am. I sold. Think, I think that was the first time. Yeah. The show will tell us eventually. The show will tell us eventually. Also, the mayor's freaking out. We're in the plot point right now where the mayor's breaking out and the lodges mm-hmm. are going like, what are we doing? Andre's following her, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Veronica's solution to this, we're just going to spoil it. Mayor McCoy's going to step down eventually. Mm-hmm. Who's going to replace her? Oh, hey. Oh, hey. I didn't even think about that yet. Okay, so here's um, Agent Adams beginning amp to 11. Yes, There's escalating the, the shakedown. At first I thought it was just going to be the fedora with, like, a note underneath or, like, mm. a, a gun or something. I don't know. Yeah, instead it's a full shakedown threat. And, like, that's cool. That's, I mean, I wouldn't put that past an FBI agent. Yeah. But it did feel kind of over the top. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I mean, I mean in the current political zeitgeist... I might find myself Team FBI, but, like, not in the usual context yeah. of, a, of a hardline socialist leftist. I'm generally not a big FBI fan. Yeah. Also, Betty, what do you expect? Like... Yeah. You've established she's a drug dealer. 
this, if this is his drug dealing phone, he probably does not have that. Well, uh, although as it shows us in the moment, he does have yeah. a personal contact in there. Yeah. His personal contact just does, doesn't want oh, him back Betty in this is moment. Drinking so many cups of coffee because she's so intense. All these lovely hard angles. Yeah, with like, visuals. with like, there's like a little bit of what is that fuzzy at the edges? What is that called? Um, like the lens um, is fuzzy around the edges. Yes, uh, vin- vignetting. Vignetting is that what that's called? Okay, mm-hmm. such vignetting. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Betty, and her Harry the Spy notebook. So cute. I love how Jughead's basically doing the same thing with his Chinese takeout in his trailer. <laughs> they're they're like weird little Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, adorable. Yeah. In in how oh, they match. He's getting off his motorbike with his. He's not wearing a serpent's jacket. He's wearing a far more attractive jacket, in my opinion. Mm. And well, two layers of plaid. Bummer. All the plaid, Juggy. It's a good look on you. Jughead, you mm-hmm. would love East Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he probably does. Like Cole Sprouse? Yeah. Huh. I don't think Cole Sprouse and Jughead have that much overlap in terms of personality. Not that I know Cole Sprouse personally, but seeing him in interviews, he seems a little bit more like confident movie star-ish than Jughead Jones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, confidence is definitely a, his, a hipster trait, earned or not. Is it? I don't I think know. so. A lot of, a lot of very... Uh, I'm sort of surprised by how much this shakes Jughead. I liked it. a serpent and, like, cutting off someone's arm and blah, I, blah, blah. I was so glad to see Jughead deal with this with the, like, terror urgency that he did. Um, I thought it was much more interesting than him being the hardened gang yeah. leader. Also, no one notices the car until this moment. Right? I think that's such a neat little plot m- moment. Yeah. That, yeah, it, this is a it was good like episode. realistic, right? Like Betty and Betty has been actively looking for the loose ends for two days, and yet neither she nor Alice nor Chick thought of it. Yeah, right? which also seems like that kind of you know when when we're watching CSI, we all kind of think, oh yeah, I'd I'd notice that and that and that. Yeah, but the amount of time we've spent with disoriented, confused, panicked Betty, she's been in a, in a blind terror for two days. Yeah, and of course she's missing something blatantly obvious. Yeah. It's really... So this, by the way, this amount mm -hmm. of money that they throw around when Mm -hmm. he says $86,000 and he says $86,000, that's how much Fred's medical bill was. Right. And I don't know if that was on purpose, but it kept pinging. And I was like, what is that 86 grand going to end up meaning? Right. So the resolution of this seems a little odd to me. That's very interesting. I didn't pick up on that either. I... Um, just gonna blow my own cover and say I keep checking my phone, but there's reasons for that. I'm sorry that I'm checking my phone during our podcast. I'm here to cover for you, Chloe. Thanks. Get distracted. It's okay. I'll just ignore Bughead while you're not paying attention. So I Again. Wanna, I want to know if Archie is gonna, like, walk into Hiram Lodge's office and mm-hmm. Agent Adams is gonna be sitting there in, like, his normal clothing. Like, hey. And be like, okay, hey, stop. It's nice to finally, like, get to know you, like, one-on-one. <laughs> No, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. You want the fedora? I'm done with it. Yeah, this is a great coat. They get me great oh, yeah. costumes in this job. You want this job? It's great. I mean, arguably, that's the job Archie seems to be grooming, being groomed towards yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the trusted undercover. Have we popped off that spoiler yet? I think we have. Yeah. Well, it's- let's leave it vaguely unspoken and buildingly ominous. It's not See if you catch up with us, McCoy, gang. I think. See if you catch up with us. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that two scenes ago, two scenes ago, stuck with me. Um, the emotional weight that the characters are being given, and the the very specific focus on that processing on Jughead, on Betty, uh, Jughead having the shakes. That's what separates this show for me from something like How to Get Away with Murder, where we do see characters panicking, reacting, but we're never with them with the same intimacy. Hmm. Having also watched that whole show. Um, I don't think I've seen the most recent season, um, but... It continues to spiral in fascinating Shondaland ways. Hmm. Cheryl's confronting Hal Cooper? Yep. To be, I'm not sure why, Be though. our voice, Cheryl. I, I think Cheryl's grown a conscious conscience. Her heart has grown from two sizes too small to too big to, from her chest now that she's discovered colonialism. She's ready to fall in love with Tony. Right? Veronica is not being a kid here. Veronica's being an adult, a manipulative adult who's yeah. giving this other manipulative adult an out. Yeah. And also, like, not calming exactly, but, like, taking some of the gunpowder out of the bomb. Yeah. That is But also, building. why does Mayor McCoy, like, take the bait? Like, like, why is the affair such a big deal? I guess she and... Well, she and Keller are both Tom married. Keller are both married, yeah, but those marriages probably aren't going that well. Yeah, but... Um, I guess adultery is grounds for... What's it? I mean... Some... Until very recently, adultery was the grounds for a near impeachment in America, right? Uh, well, a successful impeachment, but not a successful conviction in the Senate. Right. <laughs> Just for the record. Okay, yeah. Good technicalities. I love um, I love that... Um, that, uh... Jughead says Norman Bates made this look so easy. Yeah. Um, he knows what kind of genre he's yeah. in. We talked about this in everyone. film studies in, in the few film studies classes I've taken. Mm. Like, there's a lot of stuff in Hitchcock about burying things in your subconscious. Mm. And of, with of visual metaphor. This is a moment with visual metaphor. And they're, like, nervous that the car isn't going to sink. Yeah. And then, oh, it's just sitting there. It's just bobbing there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's going to happen? And, oh. It lingers for that long uh, moment. And they both exhale. <laughs> Again, this whole scene is about their tension and waiting, and it sits with that. And I, I think it's constructed to translate that tension and in, in that inner process yeah. of these two specifically. And I like it a lot. I think it's really, really well done, this episode. Huh. Yeah. This I ep- thought maybe she was going to accidentally throw more. her own phone in <laughs> and what that would look like. I mean, that would look like Betty going for a swim. Yeah. This is an interesting move. A triumphant jubilee? Mm-hmm. Were you paying any attention? <laughs> and the trials of the Black Hood. And the trial the trials of the Black Trials is at least an accurate word there. <laughs> this is a good scene. Return to my own legal career. Guess what? I'm coming for you, Lodges, with my legal career is what mm-hmm. that means. Yep. So is Veronica, sorry, is mm-hmm. Hermione Lodge going to be the next mayor of Riverdale is what I want to know. I think that's a really interesting possibility. And I think from other things we see of, of Hermione a little later, I love this moment where she straight-faced lies to her parents yep. and sits in it. Also, I want to know what Veronica's reading. and We don't see the cover of the book. I really want to know what she's reading. <laughs> Did you tell Mayor McCoy? No, Daddy. No, Daddy. Just like you didn't kill Papa Poutine. I did not. Oh. 
But is he like a little proud of her for knowing how to lie in this moment? I feel like maybe. That's a good question. Does the pride trump the code of silence, though? Or the, the, the family rules? No, All right. Here's Chicken Hell. Yep. Oh, man. These two are not father and son. No. Whose is it? Is it FPs? Are we getting an awkward soap opera? Like, what's happening? I, I, I want him to be FPs. Also, Do you? Kind of? I mean, he's shaping up to be probably pretty evil. And he does seem to have some real sociopathic tendencies of just emotionally manipulating everyone into doing what know, he wants them to. I know, but that's a Cooper to. trait, not a Jones trait. Fair, fair, yes. That's, that could be an all, all Alice all the time. Be all Alice all the time. Also, Look, usually that's a nurture behavior, not a like... Yeah. Um, not, yeah. Um, sorry, that's I'm not DNA-based. I'm distracted by Cheryl, like, Having a heart? genuinely telling Betty this rather than a, like, I know something right? you don't know. Cheryl didn't use it as capital. I'm yeah. so proud of my girl. She's, she's grown up. She's ready to fall in love with Tony. Mm -hmm. she's, she's almost come to enough personal growth to be worth looking at twice by Tony. Yeah. Because, like, Tony... Tony as introduced is too good for Cheryl Blossom. Tony right? just introduces too good for everyone. Tony is just everyone's hero. <laughs> what about, why are you interrogating us? Uh, how Cooper better die this arc? Yeah, have they given him a fake tan? <laughs> he just looked funny in the light just now. That would be that would be Look, pointed. I mean, he does funny. He doesn't look orange. I will tell you about. I will tell him about Penelope Blossom. Why does he care? Like Allison Hal's marriage is like not <sighs> great. There's no good marriages in this show. Mm. Even the lodges have yep, a yep, problematic yep. marriage. I feel. Yeah. Yes. Who's got a good marriage? Who's got a good? Are there? Mm. I feel like I'm blanking. I feel like Molly Ringwald and Luke Perry have a good divorce. <laughs> yes, I concur. I, I, I like and respect their divorce. Um, yeah, no great marriages. Not, not, none at all. Yeah. I'm cycling through minor support characters. I mean, Ethel's family was reasonably functional other than the financially based suicide attempt. Yeah. I guess that works. Maybe Reggie yes. has a dad somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, like, we'll find out by season seven or something. If Reggie season seven? Has a family. Whoa, slow down. <laughs> All right. And I'm... Archie comes clean. Yeah. Dangerously. Dangerously. I, I really thought how this episode was going to end was the Lodges trying to bump off Fred and Archie. And them escaping, and Archie being like, do I tell Veronica about this? Okay, now that would be extra. What do I do? That would be a no-chill escalation that could not be brought back from, because when 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 the Lodges and the Andrews get into a into a murder fight, yeah, I don't I don't believe we could come back what from that. What if Fred Andrews becomes the mayor of Riverdale as, like, a oh. man, working man's hero? Oh, I don't think I could stomach the five episodes of what that, those politics would sound like, but I think that's a brilliant idea. Or maybe it's going to be Atlas Cooper. <laughs> oh! Because <laughs> they're all 
divorcing soon and probably looking for something new in their lives. Yeah. Um, oh, f- what if Hal Cooper runs? No, no, no. What if... If Hal Cooper... Oh, by the way, we mm-hmm. missed this moment. Lo, I'm not going... Like, like <laughs> Agent Adam... Like, we had better like, speculation Archie's on the like, go. Sorry, gang. Um, what are you going to do about Agent Adams? And mm-hmm. Hiram Lodge does this mime for rubbing out... <laughs> It's kind of like conducting. Yep, that was like, an ex- uh, yes. Or like ballet hands. Like I'm not really sure what. <laughs> that was an excellent moment. I, I really agree. Did, I really didn't tell him anything, Mr. Lodge. So level, so tense. I know. So but, good. But no one's addressing the fact that Archie like bargained for um, Veronica and his dad, but didn't bargain for Hermione and Hiram, <laughs> which is like probably Point. fine. Yeah, all things considered, all things like considered. who's who's guiltless in this? Not yeah. Hiram and Hermione. The fact the fact that they he was like willing to protect Veronica is probably mm. good. It probably won him some points. Yeah. Is she only just cleaning up the cereal? Like, what's she cleaning up right now? <laughs> Maybe that's just what she does now is neurotically clean because that's not actually an uncommon coping approach. Oh yeah, right? that's for that true. particular type of PTSD. I almost wish I had that type of PTSD. No, that's a really unfortunate thing to say. That's one of those sounds better in theory things. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. The reality looks more like counting how many times you've washed your hands for six minutes each time. Yeah. Uh, and then if you overdo it once, starting over from zero. Oh, FP. I feel so sorry for this character so often. Yeah. <laughs> what a great job of showing the circumstances that have, that make him do these things, right? Like, yeah. he's empathetic, understandable, FP can fix it, therefore FP will. Yeah, also, that's one heck of a hole he dug for this person. It's very neat. Very nice edges. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he covers it in lime. I didn't know lime was for disintegrating uh, bodies. Lie. Lie, sorry. Um, what did I say? Lime. Oh, sorry. Lime is what also they Lime is what they put on bodies in the old days to like It's like an embalming thing. Yeah, but it was more to like make them not stink while you were busy burying them, I think. Hmm. I think lie um Lie eats away at things. Yeah. yeah like it's also yeah. used in some food processing and gardening. Here's Andre. Not. See when Andre you're right. When Andre sh- showed up, I was yeah. convinced this is the end of that- Archie. <laughs> <laughs> but mid-season, they were going to try to murder our titular character. Well, it's not even titular anymore. It's called Riverdale. It's not called it's Archie. It it's could, not called the Archie comics. It could go on without Archie. It could. I mean, this they do have the timeline that these kids aren't going to stay high schooly forever in the TV show, the way they do in the book, right? Yeah. And I can't see this show um, thriving in a post-graduation reality necessarily but, like no, that would be a whole this show ends with prom territory yeah the show ends with prom but like one wonders is prom like season six season seven because how much high school years are they gonna be able to milk out of these kids i don't know that's a problem for future oh, overdale poor fp yeah meanwhile they have plenty of problem all all in world on their own right now <sighs> sodium hydroxide not even his teeth. Ugh. FP looks nicely haunted here. Yeah. What a weird little family gathering this is. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 
And then he says we take care of our own. Also, this would have completely fallen apart if you hadn't let Betty in on this by now, Alice. So yeah. darn good thing you did, I guess. We never see Alice in short sleeves. Has she still got mm. a serpent tattoo? Oh, hey. I want to know. <laughs> well, we saw her in that killer dress, right? That had long sleeves. Oh. It didn't have long anything else, but it had long sleeves. Oh, we need to rewatch everything now. <laughs> okay, now then, then this creepy moment happens. Yeah. Which builds on the chick is seriously awful and really off and um, putting and has yeah. a, an evil plan. But what's he doing like, about what? Polly? Like, is he becoming Polly? Is this, mm. is this like Norman Bates in the making, except a sister instead of a mother? Well, we've set up that Polly's in a cult and then ignored that for five episodes. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe his next step is going to be deprogramming Polly. Yeah, maybe. I, I could see Chick kidnapping and deprogramming Polly and thinking it was a, like a positive move in his family making. Yeah. That... Chick holding the babies. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a horrifying image at all. Nope. You, you're going to give it to us, Riverdale? Are you? Are you, Riverdale? I, would, I won't put car. it past Yeah. I was okay. so convinced he was going to die. <laughs> so this was a twist that I wasn't expecting. I loved this twist. I am here for some here he is, boss, badass Hermione Lodge. And some Andre calls her boss. Beautifully <laughs> shot. Yeah. Hermione Lodge. Yeah. Now, here's some questions. I'm ready. Just how much is Hermione running the show? I don't know. Has Hermione always been boss? <laughs> or... Is Hermione boss since Hiram went away? I don't know, but... In the intermediary. Riverdale gang, you can't see it, but Ryan has a maniacal gleam in his eyes, and he's pointing at the ceiling like an excited scientist. I, I'm really excited about the about final boss Hermione Lodge. <laughs> I really am. Like, partially because Hermione is the most non-existent character in the comics. Sorry, I'm Hermione hardly me. exists in the comics. Oh, Hermione that's is is less than a blank slate. I think that I sort of remember that actually. Um, so this character, this performance is one hundred percent Riverdale, mm-hmm. and um, is many of the things I am most thrilled by in this show. Mm-hmm. Hermione Lodge, the creative space that they filled. Um, yeah, she's so in control. Yeah. And it's like, here's a new person playing Archie, possibly playing the same game, but, like, what else is in play here? Yeah. Like, what's Hermione's terms going to be? Yeah. What 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 strings is she going to pull? What does welcome to the family mean? Right. Because that's not what Veronica wants. No. But evidently, the parents do. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm singing the the (laughs) music for everyone, because clearly everyone needed to hear that. I liked this episode. I'm solidly in the happy times camp. Um, I thought the high drama, high stakes were so well handled that I'm willing to to stay on the tracks to follow this journey. Because um, I'm actually really curious what comes next. Yeah. I, I love when a show can fully surprise me, you know? Yeah, there were like, some surprises in that episode. Like... This is one of the, like, perils of studying theater too intensely or studying film theory too intensely that, like, there's a very low bar for 
boom, everything is a formula. Right? Yes. Like, I, I, I noticed this in theater a lot, that unless a show is spectacular, I get bored and start dissecting the lighting plant. Yeah. Um, you do notice the lighting in this show a lot. Yeah. But it's not because I'm bored. It's because I'm delighted, usually. <laughs> usually. Um, and I feel like this story, um, in, in the very weird combination of the nostalgia tropes of the original source material but much more how they are filling the open spaces in that source material, um, continues to surprise me. Hmm. Some, you know, sometimes with a little disappointment, you know, this fence and hood deal was not meticulously well handled. But since we've been back from the break, from the hiatus, I felt like things have moved along in a steady, creative clip. That's why, that's why that never got dealt with, because he's not actually an FBI agent. He was like, I'll look into it for you. <laughs> yeah. But he can't. Yeah, right. Oh, good point. Which means that the Lodges know that Archie knows a thing. Oh, hey. Oh, I have a couple episodes I need to rewatch with uh, that fresh information. Thankfully, I have a week to do it. Um, (laughs) So we are on a break. Yeah, we are on a break for a couple of weeks. We're going to do a hiatus episode, but we're going to... Riverdale's on a break. We're not on a break. Ryan and I, our friendship is solid. (laughs) We're not having a friend breakup. (laughs) Um... Uh, so next week, the, yeah. the, fifth, the 14th, 15th for us. Happy Valentine's Day for those of you who celebrate such a thing. Happy Galentine's Day for those of you who celebrate such a, such of that thing. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your um, arbitrary, potentially romantic celebration of a, like, mid-period Catholic saint uh, with all the heart candy. Enjoy your discount yeah. heart chocolate on the 15th, as you <clears throat> don't hear anything from us. On that day. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be our dark day. Enjoy um, but... an anniversary of a shooting, a mass shooting, kind of, in a garage on Valentine's Day in Chicago in the 20s. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh! Oh, that's where that name comes from. Watch Some Like It Hot as a commemorative thing, and you will laugh a lot. It's a comedy that happens to feature that massacre very explicitly. Um, hmm. I... What great Valentine's Day plans. anything romantic for Valentine's Day, and I'm very happy about it. I'm going to call my grandma. It's her birthday. Aww. She's born on Valentine's Day. Is her name Valentine? No, it's Marcella. It's oh. not, not, <laughs> it, not even not even close. It was a, a very pragmatic, practical period of, like, 1930s rural northern Alberta. They were still about 40 years away from indoor plumbing when grandma was born. So I don't think they're, um, that kind of um, zhuzh and flavor was <laughs> not really the style. That kind of of the time. Um, so the 22nd, we're going to come back at you with a little hiatus episode, see how we percolate on all of our our thoughts and feelings on this grab bag of bizarre mm-hmm. escalating plots. Chloe's going to go on a little trip tomorrow morning. I am. Gonna, I'm getting up real early. We're going to separate and think independently and then come together and think together. Yeah. February 22nd is also an important day. Is it? It's Washington's it another birthday. Massacre? No. It's Washington's birthday, and it's also Lady Baden-Powell and Lord Baden-Powell's birthdays, and also their wedding anniversary. I used to be a girl guide, girl scout, for those of you who are American. You're the weirdest mix of American-Canadian, and you demonstrated both intensity, intensely. Yes. In that... (laughs) I did. In that double trivia. It's Thinking Day on February 22nd. I know. (laughs) I've been celebrating Thinking Day since I was seven years old in uniform. Like, I know what's up. 
Also, in Holiday Inn, which is a wonderful old movie that has a really unfortunate blackface routine in it, so don't watch it, um, there's a not-blackface routine between Marjorie Reynolds and Fred Astaire about Washington's Hmm. birthday. Interesting. For this is Washington's birthday, and the truth will heat up, the cherry tree will look down on me and frown. I could say that you're stupid, nothing up in your crown. I'm not going to stop you. But this is Washington's birthday. And I can't tell a lie. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. There are so many holidays I've never heard of, Chloe. America. I'm, I'm, impre- I'm they, impressed. They don't celebrate Washington's birthday anymore in, in, on February. I don't think it's a day off or anything. Don't they have the giant monument? The, yeah. I don't understand America. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> Nor do I. I am taking a trip. I'm going to where it's minus 30 and there's a snowstorm warning, so I hope all of my flights take off and land. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna leave you to mull these, um, intense, intense plots, uh, as well. And, um, oh, hey, I have a correction from last week. Yes. So I didn't even know we had a Twitter when Laura asked last week. We have week. a Twitter! <laughs> Thanks, Chloe. We have a Twitter. I'm going we're to gonna... change it so that it actually looks like a Twitter Ryan and I deal with. We're gonna start using it at some point in the indefinite future, in we're theory. We're gonna tweet! Yeah. Getting getting on top of that social media stuff. That world. What is our Twitter, Chloe? I think it's Riverdale Gang. It's at Riverdale Gang. Oh, hey. Well, that's great. Do you want me to check? Yeah, let's confirm that. I'm going to check it while Ryan talks. I'm going to talk about something. No, (laughs) I'm not. Um, We're going to be back with that hiatus episode on the 22nd. uh, And then uh, the 28th slash the 1st. We're uh, back on into fresh new Riverdale uh, episodes. I don't think the um, March 1st episode is going to be the musical episode. Oh, I don't think we're quite I'm there so yet. I'm so excited for that. We're creeping towards you it. You have no idea. Uh, we need to figure out before our hiatus week when that is actually coming and um, so we can get properly hyped. Because I'm getting properly hyped for that musical yes. episode. Uh, it is at Riverdale Gang. It says, join Ann and Tia for the latest Riverdale gossip. We are not Ann and Tia. No. I saw Ann the other day. You, she's doing, it, she's doing been, well. We've been if tweeting. Wonders. We've been tweeting? You've been tweeting. What? Oh, is it auto-tweeting? It might be auto-tweeting. Wow. This is all... Look at all this automation. Isn't technology great? We're gonna. We're I didn't gonna even make know this. I was we're tweeting at you all, gang. Well, go read all my old tweets that I totally knew about at Riverdale, gang. And um, in the meantime, um, we're gonna go percolate. We got a couple more guests in the wings that we're chatting about that we're gonna be scheduling and scattering through the coming season. Um, some. Interesting fresh voices and commentary for you. Yeah. And um, I guess that's just about it. Anything else we need? No. Andrew Lynch of Tumblr fame is interested in being (laughs) a guest on this podcast. Yeah, we got to figure out what day that's going to be. Probably not not the first because... No, indeed. Andrew Lynch has a lot of energy. I like Andrew. You'll like Andrew. So we'll let you know when to expect those people uh, soon. And um, enjoy your two-week Riverdale desert. Um, enjoy uh, bubbling with theories and feelings and thoughts. Uh, I'm going to go get on top of the gossip train and figure out 
what uh, good, good Riverdale gossip uh, is to be known in the next two weeks. They always release the good stuff on the weeks off. They always tease you. CW jerks. Let things be known. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. So, uh, as always, Riverdale is shot, and this podcast is recorded on the unceded territories of the uh, Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations. And uh, special thanks to Thunderquack as a whole, um, and to the Patreons, all of y'all paying for this podcast to stay on the internet. Um, Yes. That's it? That's That's it. it. That's all she wrote. They wrote. He wrote. Everyone wrote. What is gender? (laughs) Night, Riverdale. (laughs)